Welcome aboard, folks. To your voice counts, this is Dave Gehari. Phil is not going to be with us today. He's feeling a little under the weather. So I will be with you uh, for the uh, for the full two hours. And let me actually, because Kat just, uh, just gave me the new call-in numbers. They are 512 512- 716-1603-512-716-1603 and two other ones with the first six numbers then 1883 and 1897 so 512-716-1603 1883 1897 with the of course 512-716 before and for those of you who have heard this show before you know what it's about uh, Phil Turney who was aboard the USS Liberty AGTR 5 in June of 1967 on June 8th specifically of 1967 when it was attacked by Israel by uh, Israel's Air Force an unmarked jet aircraft and by Israeli motor torpedo boats uh, who were marked one of them flew the Star of David flag. And then um, some helicopters came to finish the job, which uh, they took off, it seems like, once once they were made aware that the United States knew it was Israel who attacked a U.S. ship in international waters, an unarmed ship, just armed with four fifty caliber machine guns whose purpose was to repel borders, Really couldn't do much of anything else. They took off, and of course, the result of their vicious attack was 34 dead and 174 wounded of a crew of 294, which is about 70%, a 70% casualty rate. So uh, they lied. They said that um, it was a case of mistaken identity. The evidence is there, it's very clear. That it wasn't. They knew exactly who they were shooting at, and they wanted to sink the Liberty. Why exactly is something that's been debated over the years, but it seems like it uh, it might have been uh, because they just wanted to tell the U.S. to uh, you know to get out of their business, uh, to leave them alone, and let them do what they want. Of course, what they wanted to do was grab a bunch of land in the Middle East there from. Egypt, well, what was called the United Arab Republic, now it's Egypt, Jordan and Syria, and that's exactly what they did in 1967 with that six-day war. And since that day, well, a lot of things have changed. And one of the things that have changed, that has changed in the United States is the advent of Middle Eastern terrorism prior to the illegal 1967 land grab that Israel pulled off using their six-day war, which was a preemptive strike against Egypt, the UAR, Syria and Jordan, um, not the other way around that they, that they wanted people to believe. Once that was done, the United States became a target for Middle Eastern terrorists who uh, had their land taken away from them, and the United States, of course, sat back and let the Israelis do what they wanted to do, Prior to this land grab, this 67 war, 
the only terrorism that existed on U.S. soil was done by Puerto Ricans uh, who were looking for uh, Puerto Rican nationalism. So there were no uh, Middle Eastern terrorists prior to 67. A lot of folks don't know that. So a lot of reverberations from this attack on the USS Liberty, which is coming up on its 50th anniversary, not too long from now, uh, believe it or not. Uh, Where does the time go? But it is, uh, I believe, I'm going to tell you right now how far away the 50th anniversary is. Uh, That is, um, of course, June 5th, um, 2017. So that's 50 years from June uh, June 8th, I'm sorry. June 8th, uh, 1967 to June 8th, 2017 is 50 years already. And we are exactly 279 days away from the 50th anniversary of the attack on the USS Liberty. I'm getting that from the website USSLibertyMovie.com, which is, of course, dedicated to funding a full-length feature film of Phil's new book, Erasing the Liberty, which will be out this week, finally. So it's actually going to the printers on Tuesday, and it will be printed that day or the next day, and we will have it next week, so right after Labor Day. It took a while, but there is a lot of material to put into the book to make sure that it was done properly, and after a an article appeared in the... Uh, Fleet Reserve Association magazine that brought more people forward and that had to be incorporated into the book. So uh, please visit USSLibertyMovie.com and make a donation if you're interested in finally getting the story of the USS Liberty out there to the public. And it's been erased, it's been suffocated for all these years, which is pretty amazing if you think about it, that Movies made about everything, but not the USS Liberty. Well, let's get to our guest here today. Uh, I know Phil Phil would have hoped to to have been here, but like I said, he's not feeling well. And uh, he asked me to to carry the show. And please, I would welcome anybody to uh, call in and uh, anybody to uh, come and take the floor. I'm sure Phil's honor, my honor. But our guest today is um, Roy Kendall. And uh, Roy is a, a dedicated USS Liberty supporter, and he's worked on several projects and held events to educate the public about the, the Liberty attack. And I'm, I'm getting this from Cat, this uh, this bio sketch. Uh, Roy is a 69 year old uh, U.S. Air Force veteran. He served his country from 1966 to 1970 in the enlisted rate. He worked on B-52 bombers. Uh, I guess he was a tail gunner. We'll find out more. Uh, he worked on computers, uh, radar systems, and uh, four fifty caliber machine guns. Uh, he was uh, personally and physically involved with Operation Menu. Looks like M-E-N-U-E. I don't know anything about that. Maybe Roy can, uh, Roy can talk about that and from 1969 to 1970. And uh, he didn't know until, uh, until a couple of months ago when a friend asked if... Uh, you knew anything about that? 
the top secret bombing of Cambodia, 3,600 missions, so secret that people in the Defense Department didn't even know about it. Wow. Uh, Roy is uh, married and uh, has two adult kids, and he lives out in uh, California in uh, Vesalia, and I, I don't know where that is. I was stationed in San Diego in, when I was in the Navy, but I never heard of Vesalia. And uh, Roy is a, a full-time a self-employed real estate agent uh, since 1974 and a broker uh, two years after that, 1976. And he had never heard about the USS Liberty until relatively recently when a friend had asked him to look into it. And, of course, I imagine what happened to Roy is what happened to all of us when we heard about the Liberty. We kind of couldn't believe it, and uh, then we went about finding out more and then teaching people about it. Uh, Roy's hobbies include travel, photography, hiking, skiing, and uh, history. He has uh, three years of college, and he wants to go back and continue. And as I said before, as he said, his goal is uh, the USS Liberty is to help cause a new investigation and obtain the truth uh, so the world can know what happened and why. Roy, uh, thank you for uh, coming on Phil's show. Your voice counts. Roy, are you out there? Yes. Can you are you can okay. you hear me? I got you now. Welcome okay. aboard. <laughs> You're just on a portable phone. Okay. No no problem. Can you hear me okay, Roy? Yes, I hear you perfectly. All right, great. Well well thanks for coming on. I'm sorry Phil couldn't be here. No, no, that's fine and, and we hope he gets well soon, you know. Thank you. Yeah, me too. We need him. So um why don't we go a little bit through your uh through your background here? that I just read, and um, you were in the Air Force, it says. What was your uh, job there? I guess they call that an MOS like they do in the Army, right? Well, um, I was what's called a 32350G, which in layman or civilian terms is a B-52 tailgun mechanic. Uh, In the Air Force, we were called the fire control system, and I was in SAC, the Strategic Air Command, and most of the time uh, I was spent on Guam at Anderson Air Force Base, which launched B-52s to um, Vietnam. And then during Operation Menu, um, there's a secret uh, mission. Almost no one knows about Operation Menu. You just ask and ask and ask, and no one knows about Operation Menu. But it's on Wikipedia. I'm looking at it right now. And um, this was the secret bombing of Cambodia. So it was amazing to me that pilots took off from Guam, and in the air, their uh, course, where they were headed, was changed. And then uh, when they got back after uh, bombing uh, in Cambodia, which was not authorized, then uh, they erased where they'd been. People in the Defense Department didn't even know about it. But it's interesting how it happened. Uh, Nixon went to church one Sunday, came back to the White House, and discussed uh, and said, hey, I think it's time we carpet bomb Cambodia because the Viet Cong, North Vietnamese troops were going through Cambodia into uh, South Vietnam. But uh, it's, it's easy to read and learn about it. It's, it's on the web and on Wikipedia. I'm looking at it right now. 18th of March until 26th of May, 1970, 3,600 missions. But the scary thing is the uh, fact that it was so hidden so illegal, it was not something they were supposed to be doing, 
there was no public um, acknowledgement or notice, no media, no nothing. And um, this uh, has parallels to uh, the USS Liberty and even to today and what, what's happening in the Mideast. The, um, the big problem I see is um, simply um, we only know what we know. We're, we're the sum total of all of our inputs, and um, the fact is that we don't um, we don't know what uh, we we don't know what we don't know, and particularly when it comes to um, the USS Liberty, the um, there's so much fear of being considered uh, anti-Semitic, that uh, anti-Israel, that uh, there's just almost a deadly fear to even um, concern oneself or even to look into it, which reminds me a lot of um, what happened you know, a long, long time ago with uh, Galileo and his telescope. And that's a very interesting story to look into, too, how people refused to look in his telescope because they said, hey, we know what happened to you, and, and he, was, he was tortured and punished uh, for his claim that the world was not uh, the center of the universe. And it was the teachings of the church at that time that the world was the center of the universe, and he was saying, no, if you just look through my telescope, you'll see otherwise. But because of what happened to him, um, and he was punished for this, and he could have died, uh, could have been killed, that um, people refused to look at it. And we have a strong survival instinct, and our survival instinct uh, tells us uh, if it's dangerous to us, we don't want to go there, or if it influences or affects our um, cash flow, our income, um, then uh, and we tend to look very short-term. We're looking from day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. We're not looking in the long-range future. If we were, we'd be much more concerned with the truth about what happened uh, with the USS Liberty and understand that if we don't have truth and we don't have uh, a new investigation here, that um, must happen if uh, if we're going to have freedom. You can't have freedom without truth, in my opinion. Uh, we might as well, you know, take down the flag and go to some other country where uh, they don't make any, um, you know, pre- pretense of having um, the truth in in what their media tells them or what they know. And most people do not know about the USS Liberty, and that's um, startling. Uh, fact, for me anyway, I can't find anybody that knows about the USS Liberty just in, in on the street or in passing. It's my survey. Yeah, it, it is pretty amazing. But, well, uh, it, go ahead, I'm it, sorry. It, it's amazing, but it's not. The fact is, if you control the media and you didn't want uh, people to know about this, you would make sure that nothing gets printed about it. And um, you'd fire anybody or put them under threat of being fired. Um, that uh, if they um, or, or the publisher, if you um, if you did uh, print anything like this, so the the media is there just to sell advertising, uh, which is a hard fact to accept. First, the media is not there to tell us the truth or investigate; it's to sell advertising. So um, the uh, the whole idea is that we have to be our own newspaper, our own media, and encourage people to um, to look at it and learn. And try not to be, in my opinion, what shall I say, uh, too domineering, but to ask questions and then for people to respond and point them in a direction where they can learn the facts 
uh, learn the evidence and decide for themselves and decide are they going to uh, study it, number one, uh, number two, are they going to just uh, ignore it, um, or are they going to do something about it? And then they're going to have to decide, um, is it a priority to them, and do they see it as important for themselves and their uh, children, grandchildren, and the future of our country and the world, because um, this is a much more significant uh, problem, in my opinion, than um, what we may realize. Yes, no, very, very well said. And, of course, with the media, like you said, that if they don't want something to be reported on or to be even introduced, uh, you're absolutely right. It's not going to be. And conversely, if they do want something to be <laughs> constantly harped on, like the Holocaust, let's say, there's like a Holocaust movie every year. Oh, and, totally. Uh, totally. Yeah, and the evidence is that uh, this this event would have been almost impossible to have unfolded the way that they want you to believe. In fact, bodies would still be burning today. There's not enough wood. There wasn't enough wood to do the job or oil, but because um, it was all diverted for for the for the war cause. Uh, but yeah, if, if they wanted people to know about the USS Liberty, all they'd have to do is just maybe make one movie or one documentary or one anything and everyone would know about it you're right and they are just there for advertising and like you said people just accepting that is hard enough so really you summed up uh you summed up our problems here very uh clearly and succinctly the problem is that people are living with their own beliefs and that if they don't educate themselves then we're going to be making the same mistakes that we have been all of these centuries and like you said, look what happened to Galileo, and look what happened to so many other people. Like I like to say, Mark Twain said that freedom of speech is best exercised from the grave. You know, there's a well, reason for it. Yeah, it's a good reason for it. Well, we're, we're taught from the time we're children that um, our uh, food, our survival, depends on doing what we're told and taught to do. And just because we're bigger uh, people, bigger children, doesn't mean that that conditioning has been changed. It's similar to the story about how do you um, how do you uh, tie a, a big elephant to a to a stake and, and not have it pull up and go. Well, when an elephant is a baby, you tie that elephant to a iron stake with a four foot in the ground with a big chain, and that baby learns that he cannot pull that stake out. And then when an elephant gets to be bigger, uh, you can shorten the stake to a four-inch piece of wood with a piece of sash cord, uh, just a string, and the elephant has been conditioned not to pull on that stake, that they're not going to be able to go anywhere or do anything. Very smart. We'll be right back. Uh, Roy, we're going to take a little break. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. Aroutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. 
some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more, plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath, head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AROutfitting.com. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at numanarepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. Roy, go ahead. The music cut you off about the elephant story. Please continue with that. Well, um, it's very simple that we are just like elephants in the sense that uh, what we learn as children, um, and everyone knows, uh, the, um, there's no doubt about it, that even prior to birth and all the hereditary aspects of who we are, um, as soon as we're born, then we've got the, um, the environmental uh, you know, family and surroundings to influence us. But uh, the elephant, as a very small baby elephant, is tied with a great big long stake and a chain and learns that it cannot pull that stake out. So as it grows larger, they can shorten the stake and get to where a full-grown elephant can be secured with a little four-inch wooden stake and a piece of string because it knows that it pulls on that and it feels it and it cannot move it. You cannot uh, get away from it. And in a sense, uh, that's what's uh, what's happening to us constantly is we are... uh, trained and conditioned that um, we cannot uh, do some things and, and there are other things that, that we can do. But uh, the biggest problem is 
um, if we don't educate um, and with leadership and education, and I didn't make this up, I, I've been told that in, I fully believe it, it's going to take a lot of education and good leadership, which we have, and getting the people to look at, look through the telescope and decide, um, you know, what they see and then decide for themselves, uh, you know, is this important and do we need to um, have a new investigation of what happened? Because, um, you know, to go back to my operation menu, for example, 3,630 flights, 110,000 tons, okay, and it was kept secret. Uh, it was totally kept secret. This is on the History Channel site. Uh, they were kept secret from the U.S. public, American public, and the U.S. Congress because Cambodia was essentially a neutral country. And to keep the secret, an intricate system, reporting system, was established at the Pentagon to, to prevent disclosure of the bombings. Now, the saddest part is although the New York Times broke the story of the secret bombing campaign in May of 69, and the bombing went on until April of 1970. But May of 69, it was in the world news of major media, New York Times, there was little adverse public reaction. It didn't get out. There was like, so what? And, and honestly, that's the biggest concern. Um, it also uh, reflects what happened with Kitty Genovese, the Kitty Genovese story in New York. Uh, the... The fact that this woman was raped and murdered in front of 38 witnesses, and then uh, the, the claim was that uh, no one had called the police and no one protested. And the idea is that what happened uh, in that case was they heard it and pulled down the windows, pulled down the blinds, turned up the TV, and went and grabbed another beer. And it's the idea of not wanting to get involved, and this is highly documented, it's, it's taught over and over in our colleges, um, regarding a person's... Um, uh, lack of wanting to get involved in some other uh, situation um, and uh, just letting it happen. We also tend to follow very much in a group. We don't tend to, uh, to want to do things individually, and that's what makes those of us that are interested in the USS Liberty extremely rare, both numbers and percentage. And I don't know the percentage, but my guess is that it's closer to 1% than even the 5% that is sometimes quoted as those that are politically interested and active and involved uh, in the total population. We're, we're a very, very small minority. But we can grow and we can gain uh, traction uh, if we're careful in how we uh, spread the word and get people to um, look through the telescope, to look on the existing uh, media and existing uh, uh, YouTube uh, videos are excellent. And if people, you know, can find that um, uh, and be directed to it and to decide that, wait a minute, why haven't I heard about this? Why, why are we just letting this ride like this? Um, uh, somebody's plan is that this eventually will just wither out just like a, a match, will just you know, flame out and nothing will happen. Uh, personally, I think that we're gaining traction. There, things are growing and going. But uh, it's, it's, and of course, we only respond in a crisis but right now, I think there is a crisis. One thing we know, there's a crisis of confidence. The, I don't know the percentage of Americans that don't trust the government, but uh, we do know that there's a large uh, percentage of the population that just flat do not trust what comes out of Washington or the media. Um, and it, probably part of it is due to the social media 
um, and uh, our, our alternative uh, media. Yes, very well said, Roy. Well, again, I'm sorry for the music, but uh, please visit your sponsors and RBN. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. While the large majority of Americans have never heard of cryptocurrency, it is the medium of exchange of the future that has already begun. On the other hand, the large majority of RBN listeners are very aware of the corruption within the Fed and the trillions in counterfeit money and credit it has created. Well, would you like to do something about this? OneCoin, the fastest growing company of any kind in world history, will pay you to help do away with the Federal Reserve. Henry Ford didn't invent the automobile, but he surely developed many great improvements in the industry. In 1927, talking pictures made silent movies obsolete overnight, and email has practically done away with the need for fax machine. With cryptocurrency, Bitcoin became the pioneer in 2009. But now OneCoin, as the first ever gold-backed cryptocurrency, has moved to the top of the industry in only two years, and its impact on the financial world could be devastating to the Fed. Bill Gates and Richard Branson and all the jillionaires are already acknowledging that this system of paying for goods and services is becoming what will be recognized as the new worldwide reserve currency. For more information, call Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. Again, that's Pat Shannon at 601-212-0911. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now, and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. Okay, nurse, let's get this man to the ER, stat. 
right away, doctor. We see this every day. Heart attack or angina pain due to blocked and clogged arteries. Chelation can remove obstructions or blockages from arteries and help avoid painful and expensive surgery. Now there's Angioprim. It's a liquid oral chelation product that you take with juice. You start to feel the results fast. Angioprim increases blood flow all over the body, and that means more energy and strength to take on the day with less aches and pains. 60 years of research has gone into chelation, and Angioprim is the result. A safe and easy way to unblock your veins and arteries from buildup that slow circulation. Paging Dr. Jones, please report to the emergency room right away. Log on now for a special radio offer from Angioprim. That's angioprim.com slash radio. A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M. Angioprim.com slash radio or call 877-882-7221. That's 877-882-7221. Well, Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning here by me, Central Time. It's 10.33. And I guess, uh, Roy, you are out in uh, California, so you are two hours earlier. It's 8.33 by you. Is that correct? Yes. I'm in Visalia, California, which is just south of uh, Fresno, California. Okay, great. So you're up, you're up, you're up there. Um, what you what you said was very important, Roy, and and that's why we feel the way to get the story of the Liberty out is through a full length feature film. Yes, no, I support totally. Yeah, and uh, because of what you said, I mean, you could have uh, any number of books or any number of documentaries or any number of discussions or any number of symposiums, but if you don't reach the people via some form of entertainment, then I think the quest to finally get the story of the liberty to the bulk of the, of the populace is doomed. Would you agree with that? Well, t- totally. I mean... Um for example, I've been involved in numerous different um, political um, campaigns and uh, activist uh, movements. Numerous. Uh, too many to mention. And the, the one that has been most successful recently is the 28 Missing Pages. And most people never heard of the 28 Missing Pages. But the fortunate thing was with the 28 missing pages, there, had, there was a bill in Congress, uh, in, our, in our House of Representatives, there was a bill. And it went from year to year, it continued. But it, they had an excellent, um, not just website, and, uh, but distribution on social media, but a, a, a shotgun approach where different people take different uh, interests and in what they feel comfortable with doing from uh, just posting on Facebook to uh, public speaking and addressing um, the Rotary Club or Lions Club, which, which I've done. And, um, and I've done that for um, the USS Liberty and been just about chased out of a local Rotary Club. Okay. I mean, so, <laughs> well, oh, no, well, no. They, well, they Roy, why don't you uh, hear it. They, Roy, they don't well, want to be Before you uh, continue with that, that, why don't you, why don't you uh, tell that story about being chased out of the Rotary Club. 
Well, here's what happened, okay? First, I went to a Lions Club, and a group of about 14, I spoke before Lions, and, and that was fine, a small little group. And I didn't have a, um, they, they didn't have the right equipment for the DVD I had to play, so oops, that didn't work. So the next invitation, and the only way to get an invite to a group like this, is to have someone on the inside, a respected member, doesn't have to be the program chairman or president, but just a member, to introduce you to the program person, and then they decide that, yes, this is something that we would be interested in and be glad to have you on as a speaker. So, And then you want to make sure before you go on that your um, projector and computers and all this work. So I got there early, we made sure everything worked, and I had the DVD, and uh, then I made the presentation before about 50 members, but uh, and I had to stop the DVD. I think a DVD, such as what you're talking about, is an excellent tool, is a, just a wonderful tool to be able to pre- present to a small group. Um, and then there was questions and answers, and people you know, uh, did ask uh, questions about it, but there was almost a total denial that this... Um, had happened, could happen, and the idea that these are local business leaders that uh, have the impression that they know everything they need to know, and they've made uh, success, and it's true, the more you can focus on what you're doing, if you're focused just on the USS Liberty, then the chances are, just like an ice pick and a big block of ice, then the odds are much better for breaking that block of ice than if you use a little wooden hammer and beat all over it with you know many different things. You, uh, so people know they flat are told in their career studies you you have to focus on what you're doing if you're going to make this um, you know, get ahead and make this move. So as soon as you bring something from the outside, it it uh, it impinges upon their vision of their reality, their view of reality. And if I may add, um, most people have never heard of and do not concern themselves with Plato's cave and the allegory of the cave. And it would be very good for anyone who wants to understand Plato's uh, vision of reality to go to Plato's cave. And it's on the Internet and and study that and and look at how similar that is to our situation. We're voluntary prisoners in Plato's cave, and we don't even know we're there. Okay, like a fish in in a bowl of water. You know, we don't know that the whole world is just not water. We know what's around us and what we see, but beyond that, we don't. But, um... The, the group uh, afterwards um, left very valuable, I mean, like $2, $5 handouts on the table. A lot of people did not even take the, the material with them. It wouldn't have mattered if it was $10 or $100. They did not want to know uh, and did not want to pursue this because it could have the impact of uh, influencing their uh, cash flow, their monthly check, their vision of reality, and so they want to, yes, that was fine, and thank you for coming, but uh, honestly, had we known what your talk was about, um, and being that it's political, we do not want to have any political presentations at our meeting. Um, and so I said, well, that's that, and then go on to the next one. The trick here is, if we're going to spread this message, and it will be spread one by one, uh, because that would be my hope, is that there's one person out there that would say, okay, I'll contact my friend at the local service club, church, um, political organization, political party, and ask about uh, making a presentation about the USS Liberty. And um, 
the tools are there. We have wonderful tools right now, not to mention there's a, a microphone speaker cone that Verizon has that allows for a phone call to come into a table, and you, anybody around the table, it's like a big conference phone speaker. But uh, I've used that, and that works good. But the hardest thing in life is to try to get together a group for an independent discussion about the USS Liberty. It's much easier, much better to go to an existing group that has food and bathrooms and has a planned agenda, and people go there because they feel safe, they're in their comfort zone with their friends, and then be able to make your presentation to that group. You know, that's not easy to do, but as far as I'm concerned, that's the best way to get it to a, a group of people. And that's what I have to do is make it a goal to make so many presentations to a group each month and work to get invited and schedule it and then be prepared to, to make the presentation and uh, try to motivate people to look at what's available there and then decide for themselves, is this something that they um, feel is important to them or not? So, uh, And knowing that most people do not want to even touch anything that closely impinges upon their view of reality. And the reality is most people um, are totally in love with Israel and anything and everything that Israel does, um, even today, let alone you know, back with the USS Liberty. And um, it's not surprising that um, our government um, totally uh, lied by omission and commission and threats on the crew and officers and sending them to all points in the world because our history is full of uh, examples of uh, lying by our government at the very highest levels to meet their um, agenda which is not um, not getting out the truth about what happened. Uh, can I give one example? Yeah, of course, please. Most people are not aware of Katyn Forest, K-A-Y-T-N, Katyn Forest in Poland. Now, what happened, the short version is, that there was a, I call it a prenuptial agreement, but it was a non-aggression treaty between Joe Stalin, Uncle Joe, and Hitler. And the idea was that it was in a, the last of that agreement, that they would not attack each other, but, oh, by the way, let's both attack Poland. And, of course, Germany from the west and, and Russia from the east attacked Poland. Well, Russia attacked, and so did uh, Germany. They went into Poland, and Russia got halfway through, and they had too many prisoners of war, maybe as many as 14,000. And these were the cream of the crop. These were the highly educated officers of the Polish army. And they asked Uncle Joe, what do we do with these prisoners of war? We've got too many. So they decided, he said, just get rid of them, just kill them. And the Russian method of execution was to shoot in the back of the head, fully closed. And one person may have killed as many as 6,000, although it's closer to maybe killed 1,000. And they were murdered one at a time, uh, and then their bodies were buried in the forest, in Katyn Forest. Well, Hitler decided, gee, that was easy coming in on the west side of Poland. Why don't we just forget our agreement with Russia and we'll just march on to eastern Poland? So they did, and when Germany marched into the Katyn Forest, they came across, they stumbled on these graves of these fully dressed Russian soldiers, many with documentation and identification and letters still on them. So 
Hitler's troops brought in American prisoners of war, the Western media and the press, and they said, hey, let's, let's look at this. And Hitler wanted to make sure that they knew that Germany did not do this, that Hitler's forces did not murder those Russian troops. First of all, the German method of murdering people was to take all their clothes, all their belongings, throw them in a pit, and then machine gun them or, or bury them alive. But entirely different than the Russian method of execution. But Catton Forest was kept a big secret for 50 years. Most people, you walk along the street, you say, Catton Forest? No, they know nothing about it. Of course, they don't know anything about which came first, World War One or World War Two either. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> right. But here's what happens. After the war... Roosevelt says, well, this is a big question, Mark. I'm going to send over my best envoy, a naval officer from Pennsylvania. And he was, and then he went to Poland, came back, and he told Roosevelt, he says, Roosevelt, look here, here's all the evidence. I've done my research. Russia did it. Roosevelt said, no, no way. Russia could not do it. Russia, Russia is our ally. They're our ally. They could not do this. And Roosevelt then said, by the way, Mr. Naval Officer, here's a one-way ticket for you and your wife and family to Samoa. And he ordered him not to speak or talk about it ever, ever, ever again. So he and his family are shipped off to Samoa, never to talk about it again, until Roosevelt died. And then he came out with a book, and he told about it, and, and now it's, it's, it's out there. The history is there. But... Um, the the problem is people are not uh, reading real history. They don't have an interest in history. History is the least enjoyed or least liked, least wanted uh, class there is. People will do everything and anything they can to minimize their time spent on history because, oh, I don't see how history is going to affect my future paycheck. And... Um, and they probably don't even think that the history they're being taught is not history, but indoctrination to try to make them uh, pro-American uh, followers that uh, do not even understand or know uh, who the Mexican-American war was between, you know, okay. <laughs> let alone the Spanish-American. And, exactly. and they can't name who the allies were in World War II. So, <laughs> hey, Well, that's, that's sadly true. You see those videos online oh. where they go around interviewing uh, yeah. college students. Yeah, no. yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, is is it hopeless, Roy? Or no, 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 it's not hopeless. Matter of fact, we are. Here's why it's not hopeless. To go back to to the 28 missing pages, which most people never heard of the 28 missing pages, but it's hr14.org was a website that I paid for the WordPress, but uh, an excellent, excellent programmer named Les Jameson in New York, who's totally focused right on the 28 missing pages, and the fact that there was a House bill. So if we want to copy success, which is the way to be successful, copy success, copy success, be smart about it, maybe there's a congressman or a senator, hopefully one of each, in the U.S. that would, would present again to Congress, it's been tried, I'm sure, to try and get uh, co-sponsors for a bill. Because once it becomes a bill in the, our, at our federal Congress or to state or even back down to our local cities and counties uh, with resolutions to uh, request a new investigation and to recognize uh, the day as a day of remembrance for the USS Liberty. But if we had a bill in Congress or in the Senate, hopefully both today, then you all of a sudden
sudden have credibility with a large number of people that say, well, there's a congressman out there that has put his name and reputation on the line and said that this is, this is something that's important uh, and we need to have a new investigation. It could be a, it could be a very, very, uh, it needs to be a specific one-topic bill, but it needs to, to not blame anybody until there's investigation. And, yes, we've had investigations, and, yes, we pretty much know exactly who did it. Uh, the question is why. And the question also gets to a much deeper question, and that is how co-joined, how close is the U.S. to Israel today? Not just, you know, when the incident of USS Liberty occurred, but today. How tight are we? And the fact is we're very tight. We're very close. Because if anything at all, I think we're closer than we were with the time of the USS Liberty. Because uh, the way I'm looking at what's happening over there, uh, there's a, a plan, and it's not a happy plan, depending upon which country you're in. Now, if I can, I'd like to go back to my uh, Operation Menu. Sure. President Nixon and his National Security Advisor, these are names you know, Henry Kissinger, remember that? Unfortunately. Yeah, they discussed North Vietnamese sanctuaries and supply routes in the, nor- in the neutral border country of Cambodia. Now, get this, General Craig Abrams, you know him, right? The of U.S. Course. military commander in South Vietnam, he wants those sites bombed regardless of the fact that military strikes against locations in a neutral country would be a flagrant violations of international law and treaties. Abrams has assured the White House that no Cambodian civilians live in those areas. A false assertion. Nixon orders Kissinger to come up with a plan. Nixon ordered Kissinger to come with a plan for bombing Cambodia. Kissinger and his military aide, you know this name, Alexander Haig, and Nixon's chief of staff, H.R. Halderman, remember him, developed the basic plan in two days. The first wave of bombing will begin three weeks later, and uh, Nixon's secret bombing of Cambodia was dubbed Operation Menu and would tra- will trigger a wave of global denunciations, further energize the anti-war movement, and help precipitate the leak of the Pentagon Papers. This is quoting directly from the New York Times of May, um, February, February 23rd, 24th. Roy, we'll be right back. You hear the music? Uh, folks, please uh, visit your sponsors here on RBN. As a regular listener to Republic Broadcasting, you certainly understand the times and circumstances that we are living in. You certainly understand that the good times are over, and you certainly understand what we are heading for. Though we do not know what exactly is going to happen, we must assume that it's going to be a disaster. Are you prepared for that mess? Go to www.bugoutpanama.net and get the necessary information on our growing community of awake and prepared individuals, just like you. At www.bugoutpanama.net, you will learn how we are preparing on our farm, Finca Bayano, for what is coming. Emigrate while you still can to our village, where survival is of the utmost importance. 
prepare. Don't despair at www.bugoutpanama.net. Hi, my name is Chris. Since the 1970s, I have been actively making products available that support good health. What makes my juices flow is helping mankind get healthy. Today, I'm going to tell you about a product that will help your juices to flow. I am excited to recommend Dr. Miller's Holy Tea to you. Even if we are eating a clean diet, these impurities are entering our bodies. Holy Tea moves these poisons that are creating havoc with our health out of our bowels. It works on the whole digestive system. The five tasty herbs are combined to provide an amazing detoxifying and healing tea that will rid your body of the pollutants and soothe your digestive tract, and in some cases, help you lose weight. It is critical for our health to move all of the environmental toxins from our bodies. The holy tea can do that. As a hydrocolon therapist, remember, with every BM, you're supporting RBN. www.holytea.org 800-326-2001 Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. They said that Israeli forces knew not of the liberty's true identity. Coming up on the top of the hour here, ten fifty-four Central Time, and we're joined by a great guest, uh, Roy Kendall, bright guy, and uh, speaking a lot of truths about not just the USS Liberty, but many other topics. Right, I just wanted to, uh, you mentioned it, that was the Lions Club, right? Well, no, first I spoke before uh, the local Lions Club, about 14 members, and the problem then was that I didn't go in early in advance and do a dry run. And, and now I've learned, you learn your lesson real fast, like don't touch a hot stove twice, right? That you want to make sure the the DVD works and they have the correct players and that things are matched and that you can do what you want to do. So you need to do this in advance, and the more important it is, the earlier you want to do it. If it's very, very important, you want to do it a day in advance or make sure that you've got everything set up to work. But the, the bigger group was the Rotary Club, and um, the Rotary Club... Um, uh, I was able to, to make a, a presentation, and this uh, presentation, though, was regarding 911. It was not regarding the USS Liberty. I'd like to come back to, to the Rotary Club and the Lions and do uh, a presentation or make a presentation with video, because I think video, people are trained to listen and watch uh, video, and, um, but there's a lot of... If you do a contrast to compare between USS Liberty and the events of 9-11, uh, that's, that's going to be an interesting, you know, 
discussion and Ph.D. Uh, paper and book for somebody someday, you know. Yes. Now, the, the Lions Club was 14 people, you said? Lions was and 14, 50 in the, in the Rotary, okay? And both were very respectful. Uh, you know, they're both excellent groups. Uh, nothing wrong with that. And um, the idea that I, I made a mistake when I implied or, or said that this was on the U.S. of Liberty. Those presentations were both regarding 9-11 and the attack um, in, you know, the Twin Towers and Building 7. Oh, by the way, that's another one. Most people have never heard of Building Number 7, even yesterday. I'm talking to a man about it, and he says, I never heard about Building Number 7. They never tell us about Building Number 7. Well, the website is Remember Building 7, Remember Building and the Number 7.org. There's just a lot of good information about that. Okay, so it wasn't the Liberty. It was about 9-11. It wasn't yeah. the Liberty at all. I'm sorry, my okay. mistake, my mistake. No, no problem, no problem. Yeah, no, well, no, I make mistakes. But, well, we all do. But, well, um, are you yes, familiar that, with Operation uh, Mockingbird, the Mockingbird operation? Yes, yes. Okay, well, there's an interesting quote here in 1991 that, that says, you could get a journalist cheaper than a good call girl for a couple hundred dollars a month. And the CIA operative was discussing with Phil Graham, editor of the Washington Post, on the availability and prices of journalists willing to peddle CIA propaganda and cover stories. And this was, quote, from Catherine the Great by Deborah Davis in New York, uh, 1991. So, <laughs> No, you're, you're right, and they still do it today, obviously. I think it's... Oh. For those of us who are trained, it's it's uh, it's easier easy to spot who is in the employ of the. Unfortunately, I hate to even. It's amazing, the yeah. Central Intelligence Agency, who's doing their dirty work. It's it's yeah. pretty incredible uh, how the media and the government move as one. Uh, there's the music again, Roy. We'll be right back. your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at NumanaRepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A-Republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. 
This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.